Good morning, Big East Nation. The Big East Women's Tournament finally starts this morning at 11 a.m. Struggled falling asleep last night part. Jitters part. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like when it's your first night sleeping at a hotel, it's always the toughest, and then it just gets easier and easier to fall asleep as you go on. But yeah, that's just how I feel. Or at least that's what my experience was last night. But on this episode, complete bracket prediction, obviously with my first round picks, which will stay the same for sure. And then just for the record, my picks will probably vary based on the results of of certain games. Well, for the most part. I think as it goes on more towards the semis and finals, that's when it may vary. And then, of course, I got my men's regular season finale picks for tomorrow. So, let's start with the bracket today. Georgetown, your 9th seed. Butler, your 8th seed. I mean, Butler, I know they just got beat by Creighton, but they have been on a roll as of late. They had won four in a row before losing that game to Creighton. Butler... You know, I really like what Austin Parkinson is doing with this team and this program. I'm going to take Butler winning. And I think they're going to end up winning by 13. And key to the game? Well, if you're Butler, we've all seen how good they can be when they're knocking down their threes. And if they can shoot the three ball at a high clip, that will lead them to victory. And for Georgetown, you got to defend the three. And you, you got to find a way to just own the boards, and get your star point guard and get that one-two punch of Kennedy Fauntleroy and Kelsey Ransom going. In the second game, Providence-DePaul, so that Georgetown Butler, 11 a.m. on SNY. 1.30 p.m., Providence-DePaul, again, all these times are Eastern. DePaul swept the Friars in the regular season. The Blue Demons, I got them taking care of business. I think... By 16, keys to the game. Well, if you're Providence, you can't let Anissa Morrow and Darian Rogers, for that matter, do do heavy damage. And if you're Providence, you got to limit the turnovers. And you got to shoot the three ball at a decent clip. And if you're DePaul, limit the turnovers, win the battle on the glass, and just let Anissa and Darion do their thing. Now, 11-6, Xavier Seton Hall. This is an interesting game. I So I've seen Hall winning this game at 4 on SNY by 16. But what they really need to do in order to in order to win, well, first of all, they're they're fortunate they're taking on a Xavier team that's the worst three-point shooting team in the league. And the lowest scoring team in the conference by a wide margin. So, I think if you're Xavier, if you need to pull the upset, I mean, try to take the blueprint of how Butler nearly took down Seton Hall last year, where it was tied at the half. But Seton Hall pulled it out, and Butler, what they were doing, you know, they really stifled them defensively. I mean, you got to have a really strong defensive game plan to limit Lauren Park Lane and Sidney Cooks in particular. 
But if you're Seton Hall, just get get those two going and get some help, especially from the red-hot Azana Baines. And that will help them. Because if either one of them struggles, they need a pick-me-up. So, quarterfinals. Uh, so I would have Butler taking on UConn. I got UConn winning big, like by like almost 40 big. So St. John's Marquette is another game that's going to be happening Saturday. Like it's going to happen on the men's side too. More on that. Uh, according to Charlie Cream, he basically said the winner of this game is going to go to the tournament. The other is going to have to go to the NIT. Personally, I don't agree with that. Like if St. John, whoever if whoever loses, let's just say Marquette loses, but it's close, then yeah, both teams should get in. But if it's a blowout, okay, that makes sense. But I think Marquette's gonna win. It's gonna be a low scoring game, and I think the Golden Eagles. I got to buy nine. I mean, no, again, again, no disrespect to Joe Tartamel and his team. It's just, you know, Marquette, with how they've been playing in the second half of the year, while St. John's kind of has fizzled out a little bit, they're picking up steam at the right time after upsetting UConn after, and that was the game right after Marquette had beat them. But I'm going with the Golden Eagles. Keys to the game. I think if you're Marquette, got to get your big three to help win this thing for you. Meaning... King, Murata, and Carlin. And if you get some additional help with Mackenzie Hare knocking down some triples, that'll help him big time. If you're St. John's, got to get those seniors going, mainly Jayla Everett and Kadeja Bailey. And Mimi Reed, you got to make sure, you know, she's running the, running the, running the point efficiently. Because if she doesn't, like, that's going to be a detriment to this team. But when she's on, like, they go as she goes. And she doesn't need to score to run that offense really well. Now, DePaul Villanova, the Battle of the Stars, Morrow versus Segrist. And I think Maddie will win again. But Villanova's going to, it's going to be a close game. I got Nova by five. Keys to the game, obviously, you're going to need the supporting cast for Segrist to, to come alive. Mainly Lucy Olson, Maddie Burke, Christina Dalsey to lock things down in the post against Morrow specifically. As you know, she set a single season record at Villanova for blocks. And if you're DePaul, you know, the best strategy you can have, you know, let Maddie do her thing and then dare someone else to beat you. And that's not a knock on anyone on Villanova. It's just... We can handle Maddie doing her damage, but everyone else, as long as they don't help her out and put them over the top, then we should be in good shape. And then Seton Hall, Creighton, it's kind of like deja vu, right? Last year, they met in the Big East Tournament and the Pirates pulled an upset with a game-winning jumper by Maya Bembry. But there's something different this time around. Seton Hall, unlike last year, they're trending downward versus when they were red hot having won 8 of 10 in the second half of conference play. 
Meanwhile, Creighton, after a couple rough patches, they have looked really, really good. And I think they keep that momentum going, and I think they do so in convincing fashion. Because revenge, sometimes it's a dish best served cold, and I think they will serve it up quite cold uh, tomorrow. And I wouldn't be shocked, you know, like, you know, they really, you know, put a hurting on them, you know, try to, you know, more, more, more uh, to make a statement and get that revenge in an, an emphatic way. I think I got it by 18. So the semifinals, I think you're going to see two really good games. Marquette, UConn. Again, if UConn's still without without AZ, that makes things a lot different. Um, if, if she is playing. But under the impression that she won't, with how Marquette's been playing and how UConn's kind of limping to the finish line, Marquette's going to give them a fight, but I think the home fans, and on a neutral court, I know it's weird, but we're in Connecticut. I think the home fans from UConn will will this team to a close win. I got them winning by three. And then I think it's going to be a three-point game between Creighton and Villanova. And Villanova, right now, obviously, they are in line to get a top-four seed in the NCAA tournament in a couple weeks. But I got the Blue Jays pulling the upset, a three-point win. As you know, so the Huskies, by the way, they're ninth in the country. Villanova's 11, but so this will be a huge upset for Creighton as, you know, like if they want to move up the seed line, they need a big win like that. And I think they will get it done. And, you know, believe it or not, like I think the the two times that Maddie's hit her career a season low of 21 points. One time it was against Creighton back in the conference opener. Well, for Nova, Creighton, this is their second game. And Maddie only scored 21 points. Creighton won by 21. And then the second time around in Omaha, Maddie broke the Villanova all-time scoring record. And they absolutely crushed Creighton. And they did so with the key... uh, you know, I guess the anti-key to the game because Maddie did her thing, but someone else killed them in the first half. Maddie Burke made five threes in the first quarter. So I think Creighton takes the blueprint from the first meeting and wins the rubber match to advance to the, to the Big East Championship game. And uh, by the way, like a key to the game also, I would say for... Marquette UConn, I mean, really, got to use the blueprint from when they beat them in Milwaukee. But obviously, it's going to be a lot different in Uncasville. And then in the championship game Monday night, which is now at 7 o'clock on FS1. So right now, I have Creighton versus UConn. But I got the Huskies winning in dominant fashion. Uh, I got a 14-point win. I know Creighton nearly beat them in Gamble. But UConn in the postseason, this is when they really lock in and when they look their best and try to get into that form to make another Final Four run, which this year would be their 15th in a row, which is just absolutely insane, unheard of. But I got the Huskies winning the Big East title 
in the end over Creighton. But that's my bracket right now. So, rounding out the episode, tomorrow, final day of the regular season on the men's side, about an hour or so east, you got Seton Hall Providence at the Amp. Providence lost for the first time at home on Wednesday. And I think they shake it off. (laughs) Taylor Swift pun right there. Bang. And beat Seton Hall. That's at noon on Fox. Which basically locks Providence in as the three seed. And it would. It would. Based on tiebreakers. So Providence would get the three seed with that win over Seton Hall. Which means they're locked into the 930 game on Thursday at the Garden. Now... Moving on, the second game on Fox at 2 o'clock, St. John's Marquette. I mean, let's be real, Marquette's going to win this game, and I wouldn't be shocked if they won by a lot. And I think it's going to be different because St. John's started off on fire when they played at Carneseca back in January, and then Marquette, they turned the tables on them, got hot of their own, St. John's couldn't get back up from that blow. But this time in Milwaukee, I mean, Mark, this fan base is going to be delirious. I wouldn't be shocked if they sold out Pfizer for this regular season finale. And Marquette's going to give them a game to remember, and they will take down St. John's, I think, with relative ease. Now, 7 o'clock FS1, Butler, Xavier. Yeah, Xavier's going to win this game. I mean... They, I think they're going to try to make a statement and just pound their arch rivals as payback for getting upset at Hinkle. And then on Fox, primetime hoops, Gus Johnson on the call as UConn visits Villanova. So this is, this is interesting because if UConn wins and Creighton loses, The Huskies get the four seed, and Creighton would fall all the way down to the five. But that I just don't see that happening, uh, but more so on Creighton's end. But Villanova's won six of seven. They, they look like the most dangerous team in the conference as we speak, maybe outside of Marquette and Xavier. I mean, Xavier's right up there. And UConn's look dangerous, too. You have arguably two of the hottest teams in the conference meeting in the regular season finale in prime time on national TV. But at Wells Fargo, Justin Moore's most likely final home game, I think him and the Cats deliver as they pull the upset. And Villanova at home on Fox and on national TV, they haven't been beat. And I think that trend continues. Give me the Cats upsetting UConn at Wells Fargo. And then 9 o'clock FS1. Yeah, Creighton's going to beat DePaul. It's just a matter of by how much because DePaul has just looked, they've looked so bad lately. I mean, especially at at, at UConn in Hartford on Wednesday. But, you know, they're going to look a hell of a lot better considering it's their last regular season game of the year and it's at Wintrust. And Creighton, on the other hand, I mean, they're not winning by 40 like they did Wednesday. 
They'll still win convincingly. They just can't go in there and expect to steamroll DePaul like they did Georgetown. Even though DePaul and Georgetown are like low-key on the same playing field in terms of talent and what they look like right now. But it, you just can't go in there expect to just steamroll. That's just, that's just a fact of the matter. So that is going to do it for this episode of the Igloo. I got to get my butt over to Mohegan Sun uh, to get ready for the... The beginning of the triple header, again, uh, it starts at 11 a.m. Make sure to watch the all the action if you're in the tri-state area, tri-state area on SNY. Maybe you'll spot your boy on Media Row across uh, from the benches. Yeah, we'll see. I'll be posting live updates from Mohegan Sun throughout today and throughout the entire tournament. So, again, follow me on Twitter for that, at the real Timmy Ice. So, thanks for tuning in, everyone. And join my coverage right here from Mohegan Sun on the coolest podcast in all the college hoops, the Igloo.